You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. Jackson. The correct Auburn Arena Stadium time is 8.36 p.m. Central Standard Time. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True Podcast. Harvard by friendly folks at collegeofmagnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, orange and truthers. It is I, Drew Crow, and at Crow 2 on Twitter, Crowverse, where you can find me on Venmo. To one side of me, via the magic of the internet, is Ryan Starrett, at Ryan S. Starrett on Twitter. The S stands for show notes tonight, everyone. Uh, I think you can tell we're all a little bit rusty after the uh, holiday weekend by talking about the Auburn Arena Stadium time. Yeah, man. I know Auburn Arena Stadium isn't right, is it? It's just Auburn well, that's Arena what I, time. I feel like we should shift to that for half the year. Right. And then Jordan-Hare Stadium for the other half. And you know what's also funny is that I should have said the S stands for Sah. But then I realized that, that uh, Ryan— I have no idea what that means. Yeah, Ryan never saw those commercials, Chief. Oh, my God. Ryan, Budweiser, the king of beers, used to have— Was it Budweiser or Bud Light? Bud, Budweiser. No, it, was, it was Bud. Just Bud, yeah. yeah. Bud Weiser used to have a commercial at the Super Bowl that took off that was very popular where uh, you would call in or someone would call each other, these two guys, they're buddies, and all they would say is, what's up? And the other person would say, what's And they would just do that back and forth and then that was the whole commercial. And then people would greet you in public by saying, what's up? <laughs> I've actually taught my youngest son to do this. I'm trying to bring it back too, actually. Uh, yeah. And now we're, we're just what? ruining the creativity of these marketing plans by letting college athletes just be the face of these uh, corporations. Oh. If Bo oh, Nixon, can you imagine? If, if never Bo Nixon get these <laughs> I just hope it's, I hope it's Tank, Viz, Tank Vigsby or Smoke Monday. Yeah. Um, and you hardly heard his voice, but the other side of me giving you that full Fort Payne ASMR on that was is the AU Cheap. AU Cheap! What's that? Ciao. Ciao, buongiorno. <laughs> oh, with the Italian. We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to the Italian takes in a second. I cannot wait to the second half of this podcast. But off the top of the show, off the top ropes. Ryan, did you have a good 4th of July? Uh, you know, a little bit of a head cold, but uh, sat by the pool, enjoyed some family time. Uh could do a lot worse. Chief? What about you guys? It's a it's an allergy uh, allergy ridden time of the year here in this house, but we had a great time. We went to the lake. Uh, uh, hit two spots on the lake with my uh, uh, two different family groups, and uh, my son uh, swam all day. Did not want to get out at any point. Uh, it, was, it was good times. Uh, and uh, we didn't see any fireworks. 
heard plenty though. So. Was this like uh, uh No, this was uh, this was actually Weiss Lake. Um, uh, I no longer have a place on Lake Gunnersville, and it, uh, it's like, like tearing out my heart. I spent much of my uh, childhood there, and uh, on the, the Tennessee River, as it were. But now it's the Coosa. It's a little closer anyway, so more convenient. Uh, but well, also I have spent a lot of time there as well because my uh, mom's brother has a wooded lot there. Anyway, long story. Uh, Crow, how was your fourth? Did you ah. celebrate uh, the the founding of our great nation and uh, independence from Great Britain? I did. I did it in the um, the best state to do it in, I believe. I did it in the state of Virginia. Oh, um, I thought you were going to say Texas. Well, Texas is the best state to do most other things in. But I did it in the state of Virginia, <laughs> home of, I guess, Thomas Jefferson. Uh, it's for lovers. It is for lovers. Yeah. And I, my lover and I went up there, and uh, that's what I call my wife. She hates it. <laughs> went, went up there and uh, – to her family has a lake house on a beautiful mm. lake in the mountains of Virginia called Smith Mountain oh, Lake. I bet that's amazing. The Blue Ridge I, Mountains, I think. This, is this anywhere near Culpeper? No, but it's really close. It may be. Actually, yes, it is somewhat. Uh, so Culpeper is a little bit closer to D.C. This is closer to like Blacksburg and Lynchburg. Okay. Well, actually, right. be uh, close to Blacksburg. Same, same region. Uh, shout out to Ford Thompson. Uh, one of my good friends from from college, who I haven't spoken with in many many years, uh, worked on the Ron Paul campaign. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, I we go out there every year. Um, at some point, we go out there every year. We probably will go again, maybe this summer, definitely for Christmas. But uh, it's a great spot, tiny little rural town, beautiful mountains, lake, beautiful house, hot dogs, chicken. It was great. We had a a very interesting Fourth of July dinner. My wife's cousin and her new husband uh, decided to cook for us, and we all thought I made biscuits and gravy for Monday morning on the fifth. Heck yeah, there you go. So I was like, all right, biscuits and gravy are coming tomorrow, guys. So y'all better come hard for dinner tonight. And uh, they made what kind of what kind of biscuits you make? You drop biscuits, you, you roll them out on a sheet and cut them out. Uh, I roll them out on a sheet and cut them out. Oh, look at you! I make buttermilk biscuits, and they are really really good. I'm actually really proud of my biscuits. There are people who call me biscuits as a nickname. To that end, um, <laughs> well, I think that's officially your name on the show now. But guess biscuits. what? Shout out to Nieces. Just a little jealous. We never shared these biscuits on the podcast before. I know. Shout out to Nieces Sausage. If you guys, let me tell you, if there is one thing that I know, it is country sausage. And by that, I mean it's purchasing country sausage at the store. And if you want, I'll tell you something right now. Based on a couple of commercials from my youth that are still on, wildly, in, on television, especially on the SEC Network. During Auburn games, I remember them coming on still. Um, basketball games, not football games. You don't want to pay for water in your sausage. I learned that from Al Purnell and Purnell's old folk style country sausage commercials. Ryan, if you notice, if you go to the grocery store and you buy a pound of Jimmy Dean country sausage, if you look at it, one of its first ingredients is going to be water. Why would you pay for water in your sausage? It's just going to cook out immediately. So find some real country sausage without water in the ingredient list. You'll pay a little bit extra, but you're getting 100% ham hocks. Or not ham hocks, hams, loins, bacons, 
things like that. That's what country sausage should be made out of, not water. Is this an ad read? It should be. I, I, it's the entire commercial memorized that I have. It's like 30-second commercial memorized. And it has made more impact on me and my purchasing than any other commercial I've ever seen. Because from the moment I saw it, I said, holy cow, I've been paying for water in my sausage for so long. So don't pay for water in your sausage. That's for, for me. Biscuits at the uh, Orange and True podcast. Now, let's move right along. We've had seven minutes talking about nonsense. People have probably already turned the well, podcast off. Well, that message off. is related to something we had on our list to talk about. I know it's not next on the show notes uh, necessarily. Uh, but uh, sponsorships are a thing now. So. That's true. NIL. Man, that would be an amazing NIL. Is like some defensive lineman is like, look, let me talk about country sausage. <laughs> Doing a full-on – Ad read about old folks, Al Pernell's old folks style country sausage. But I had nieces well, up in Virginia. There was a, a barbecue chain in Arkansas that's just sponsoring the Arkansas offensive line. Incredible. That's the <laughs> kind of stuff. I want the barbecue house to do that in Auburn. Barbecue house breakfast sponsoring the entire Auburn offensive line. Not, also, not a terrible biscuit at the barbecue house. Not like the best in Auburn, but sure. not, a, not a terrible biscuit. That that's actually how I would rate uh, Wendy's biscuits. Not terrible, not great. No, right. A, ser- a serviceable biscuit is great. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. I'll, I eat McDonald's biscuits. Sure. I mean, come on. Oh, I love McDonald's biscuits. That's, I, that's I, I do too, and I know they're not good, but I love them. You know what's the best part about McDonald's biscuits is McDonald's breakfast in general. And my wife disagrees with me on this. The, the what, brand? What, well, the hash brown. But whatever it is about McDonald's cheese. Oh, yes, it, dude. It's yes. incredible. Yes. I don't know what it is. It's not. It's, it's not even. Not it, cheese. It's not even. I don't even know if it's a cheese product, no. my friends. It's probably a petroleum product, but it is incredible. <laughs> it's so good. No. I don't know why. It covers up the horridness oh, of their man. eggs. Their eggs are bad. Their eggs are bad. The McDonald's cheese, that government cheese. Oh. Just soak them in that cheese and put some bacon on it. You never know they're bad, though. Gosh. I can, I can eat a bacon, <laughs> egg, and cheese right now. Oh, me too. I When they – oh, I went along – so my, my go-to meal at McDonald's used to be the uh, double quarter pounder of cheese. And this is back when they actually made uh, good food where it was like really greasy and really, really bad for you instead right. of just bad for you. And I loved it. But when they started serving breakfast 24 hours a day – I just ordered two bacon, egg, and cheese. And yeah, cheese. why would I get anything else? Yeah. Pro move at McDonald's, my buddy Matt Davis, a.k.a. BFD, has given me is you got to get the – you get a sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddle meal, and you put the hash brown on the McGriddle. Oh, this sounds like a James Jones special as well. It's incredible. He's a big, he's a big McGriddle guy. Uh, we call I, it the, I call yeah. it the McBeefy-D, which I think is what oh, – It's pretty – it should just good, be called. Good name. Good name. Yeah. All right, Ryan. I, I, it, yeah, I'll go ahead. Name and likeness. It's not on our show notes, but Chief's right. It's going to change the face of college sports. This show brought to you by McDonald's. <laughs> I mean, McDonald's. I know you got extra cash lying around. We would love it. We've upgraded our chicken game, apparently. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or downgraded, depending on how you look at it. McChicken. This is a McChicken show. Um. I think we should actually do a full-on name and likeness, name, image, and likeness show at some point and bring a guest on to talk about it who knows more about all of that. Would that guest us. be an athlete that we're sponsoring? Is that oh, what we're doing? man. Guys, here's the deal. 
I've had an idea. The Orange and True podcast will sponsor a walk-on on this year's Auburn men's basketball team. That wasn't actually my idea, but I'm bringing it onto the show. I need the listeners of this podcast to pick which Auburn walk-on will sign a name, image, and likeness contract with this podcast and how, and, and also to help us like have money to give this athlete. We need donations, and I don't know how we're going to do that because I don't want you to just I – mean, So we're I, just taking the bag? Is that what's going on? I do want you to Venmo me money, but I'm not able to keep track of all that. So <laughs> please, we'll figure out a way to do it, but we're going to start figuring out first by what athlete – and then we'll be like, oh, we'll give the guy 250 bucks. Yes. And then we'll take donations and give one Auburn University men's basketball walk-on 250 bucks. And if you raise this 500 is, bucks for us, we'll do a female athlete, women's basketball athlete as well. This is like cameo for Auburn athletes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so imagine if NIL had been a thing during We've Got Jared. Would you have had to pay those guys, you think? Hmm. No, I couldn't. No, but I could have paid them. I wouldn't have you had to pay them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You would have been allowed to, I guess. Is the right I don't. Way. I don't think you would have had to pay them though. And I could have used for, their names on shirts. Well, that you could have done too. Their shirts could have said "We've got Jerry," which is now possible. Which I wish had been the case really badly. Now, me and Jerry could have made some bank, bank. <laughs> and the Bryce Brown from way downtown shirt. Yeah, I had that too. You know what, Bryce Brown, if you're listening to this, we can still do that. <laughs> and there's nothing saying we can't, Bryce. <laughs> Let's make some Bryce Brown shooting that thing from way downtown t-shirt. Oh, act, yeah. You could do that. Bryce, reach out to or, me. at, Or someone reach out to Bryce. Just snitch tag me in it. I mean, and I think we'll we... will reach out to Connor at Homefield. We'll make the Homefield shirt. Oh, I, uh, yeah. I think we know. I think we know some people that could put you in touch. If you know someone who can put me in touch with the Bryce Brown, and then I know Connor at Homefield enough via the magic of Twitter, <laughs> we'll do a Homefield apparel, Bryce Brown shooting that thing from way downtown T-shirt. If he's into it, it'll be great. That'd be great. I'd 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 sign up. I'd buy one. All right. Um, let's talk. Speaking of basketball, about NBA mock draft. So right now. Both Auburn Tigers, who people about a week ago thought, two weeks ago, people thought Auburn might have two first-round picks. Now, both of those cats are rocketing up mock drafts. Yeah. Uh, mainly because they both had otherworldly good workouts at the um, at their various pro days. And I think people expected... Well, it was the combine. It was the combine, and then Sharif and Thor each had right, like... Right. Well, Sharif had a personal pro day, a private workout. And then Thor played along with, I think, three other guys who have the same agent as him. They had like a four-on-four, two-on-two type thing. Uh, and it was – both of them did exceptionally well. Thor at the Combine. I don't think Sharif even like competed at the Combine. I think he just measured and that was it. And then he did his private workout. Measured at 6'4 at one point. I think that was a typo. <laughs> um, but right now, he is everywhere from 18th to 32nd in the in the mock drafts. Like there's a lot of love 
for him going to the Knicks. Yeah, a lot of people think he's going to be a Nick. Um, I've, seen, I've I, you don't have all of these on here. I saw, I don't know who it was, but I saw one where he was going to the Lakers. Um, mm. That wherever they're drafted, which I think is that'd somewhere be, in the twenty. That'd range. be interesting. Um, no, definitely. I actually, interesting. Seen, I've seen both LA teams, and yeah. I've also seen the Rockets. The Rockets have been showing a lot of love to Sharif apparently as well because they've got like four first round picks or something crazy. Well, the Rockets like that. would be an interesting one because uh, they also pick second. Yeah. But, so they, they well, could be getting somebody like Jalen Green. They're going to get Jalen Suggs. Get, get a good weapon for. They might get Jalen Suggs and Sharif. The the Rockets in that case, I didn't know they had so many first round picks. Yeah, they've the Thunder more, have so many first round picks. If you if you've got more than than uh, uh, you know one, especially if you've got more than two, then then using one on a guy like Sharif is a no brainer. No brainer because he his upside is huge. Yeah, yeah. I think and, the Rockets pick at two twenty three and twenty four this year. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, they could trade up. As well, I mean, right. uh, if they want him, if they really think they want him, uh, and, and they then you got the Knicks picking early. it, the Knicks also pick it nineteen, twenty one, and thirty two. So plenty of options for them there as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's that. That makes a lot of sense. That any of the teams that he's are, you know, not rumored, but these people think he would go to would have multiple picks because he's he's a no brainer to pick if you've already. Taking the one guy you really want, and then you can take another really talented guy with a lot of upside like him or Thor for that matter. Uh, um, that's that makes a lot of sense. So, and I think what you're seeing with Thor too is just his his incredible um, measurables, <laughs> like his crazy height and weight. Yeah, raise a lot seven of, three wingspan. I think is what the freaking wingspan man, he's, and, and his ability to shoot. He can handle the ball, and then yeah. So he's he's kind of he's got some team some mock drafts like the ringer, but I think the ringer's mock draft was kind of set in stone prior to a lot of this stuff. Yeah, Personally. some of these that I at least that oh, I have listed were uh, you know a week or two old at this point. And so uh, I, Thor's definitely when, a guy that's that's had a lot of uh, helium just kind of flying up post combine. So there's a couple uh, of different mock drafts that have the Thunder at 18th picking Thor or Sharif, which is kind of a thought, interesting thought. Like they, the, the marketing that you could do with Thor going to the Thunder though is just it's too good. Got a Thunder. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, I could see him. Oh being man, that'd a be very uh, perfect. That'd be a big high selling jersey in the uh, Oklahoma City area. And yeah, every, a so, lot of people so would, would have they let that, him actually. put Thor, would they allow him to put Thor on his jersey? Why not? Oh yeah, it's his last name. Duh. His name. His name. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about his first name. We don't know uh, what his first like, name he, is besides like he actually JT. Is oh, Thor. Here we do. It's, uh, Joe Cow. What? His first name. We know it now. Yeah, we've known it for a couple months. No, we we literally were, were on this podcast. This no, we were no, we talking about this on the show. Maybe you weren't on the Boy show. The chief and I were talking about it for yeah. a while that yeah, I could not possibly. find it on online. His 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 first name is Joko, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it's J O K H O W. J O K H O W. Where does Jokow? the T come from? Thor, Thor. Pro- probably probably Jakal Thor, and it's J T. That's and incredible. So, 
No, it's just JT Thor. I, I always assumed it was J something Thor. Man. Uh, you call him JT. That is the that's, that's the type of journalism we needed on this show the other day. Because Chief and I, I swear to you. Yeah. Yeah, we were like, oh, we don't know. I feel like we we found out his first name maybe at the end of basketball season and talked about it. But yeah, that would require me to remember these shows the second they're yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ESPN had him mocked to the Nets at 27. Um, and anybody that has said that he looks like Kevin Durant, uh, that'd be a lot of fun to see him develop yeah. there. Crazy. Yeah. Basically, uh, bringing him on to be the understudy. Is that what that would be about? More or less. I, I don't uh, – here's the thing with JT. I, I don't think he's the next Kevin Durant. Um, I, of course, no, you definitely don't expect that. But, uh, it could be Kevin Durant It's exciting to have all of these guys. You know, As an Auburn fan, it used to be, oh, maybe we have one guy in the NBA. And now we're you know, almost have an entire starting five. Yeah. And that's not going to stop anytime soon. Um, no, not in the least. Thankfully, probably yeah. next year you're looking at you know at least one first round pick, possibly two or three. Um, don't really know past that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how you, you you just you keep putting guys like this in the league, and then you're you're going to keep getting guys that want to go to the league. So um, it's it only it's only good for Auburn when guys like this make it. So. I, I did see uh, something a little troubling. Not about basketball, but about football related to the draft. Uh, and that oh. uh, after this draft, I believe um, Auburn will have more first round NBA draft picks in the last decade than football first round draft picks. That's Ooh. not surprising. <laughs> not surprising. It's, it's, since the post KM draft, it will be four for uh, NBA and three for NFL. And that's. The wild thing about that, again, is one, there are fewer first-round picks in the NBA, and two, a lot fewer guys on the team. Yeah. And mm. Auburn's a historical doormat, and yeah. uh, so really only talking about the last three years of drafts. Yeah, so we're a football <laughs> school, yeah. supposedly. Woof. That's bad, bad. All right. Let's, uh, let's go into the question. We have a question, question, question of the week. From Ryan. Ryan, tell me your question that I know the answer to. Uh, so we're, we're coming up on the Olympics, so still a couple weeks out. But I was curious who you guys think will be the next Auburn alum to play, Auburn basketball alum that is, to play in the Olympics. Uh, so far, I believe the only one is Charles Barkley. Yeah, in fact, Charles Barkley was the, was the last Auburn player to represent Team USA in any international competition until Austin Wiley yeah, did it in high school the U18 at at um, the U18 World Cup and that was so literally like like that was a couple of decades from the dream team actually i think big charles was still on the team in 96 so, so 20 years 20 years that's um, so there's a couple possibilities right now i mean I think Jabari Smith kind of seems like the safest pick to be an Olympian in the future. Just the guy that has the pedigree that played for some Team USA stuff already. Uh, yeah, top five recruits. I mean, was Sharif on uh, a Team USA team? I don't. Uh, I don't think, think so. Okoro, I Ch- thought Chuma, was Chuma was a was an alternate on that same team as Austin. That's and, right, but he hurt uh, his he leg. Got, well, not an alternate. He got hurt and had to go home. Right? Yeah, yeah, he hurt his leg. I. 
And I thought Isaac was on a team, but I guess that's not true. That's not true. But yeah, I, if if it wasn't if Sharif was not on a Team USA team at some point, then I think Jabari was. Jabari was okay. So now you got he's already in the system, which is a big deal. Those guys a lot of times choose from the system. The guys who are Colangelo or whoever is in charge of choosing those things now. Well, and there there is going to be a little bit of an overhaul in Team USA going forward, though, right? Because Coach K is is he still the coach for this Olympics? No, Popovich is the coach this Olympics, okay. and I don't think he's going to do more than one Olympics. But because he's getting old, he might retire from the NBA. Right. He's not that much younger than uh, Coach K. In fact, uh, there are some people who. Jamari Smith, by the way, played on the FIBA America's U16 team. That didn't win, I don't think. They did win gold in Brazil. Oh, okay. In 2019. No, you're right. Austin's team did not win. Austin's, Austin's team, team win, lost. Yeah. I think they got bronze. Yep. They didn't even get silver. That's a, that's that's embarrassing. Well, all you got to do is lose your. Um, quarterfinal game and then you play in that third place that weird bronze medal game yeah yeah um yeah they uh and he played really well against germany i remember because i was over there uh, i mean i think the the sleeper is okoro and that he could be a guy that is in the nba for 10 to 15 years and just kind of it backs into the the roster at some point <laughs> yeah because you need a defensive player like that all happens right. every olympics like look at like, this Olympic roster is bonkers. There's some guys on there you're like, wait, why is Kevin Love on this roster? But he is. <laughs> and part part of it is just they needed a team guy who's played in the Olympics before. Yeah, and that the, the, is a good hang for the other guys. Right, and who's not 20. <laughs> it's like uh, Brooke Lopez who uh, tore up the Hawks, but I was surprised to see him on there before that series. You mean the Brooklyn Nets all-time leading scorer, Brooke Lopez? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, don't hate. That dude can play. Yeah, but they, yeah, they both can. Uh, They're both all right. That, 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 three that Bucks team, three Milwaukee Bucks on this roster. <laughs> that Bucks roster, everybody hated on it. They're all like, "Oh, it's just Giannis and nobody." That Bucks roster is incredible in actuality. Three Olympians. There are some. <laughs> there are some really good players, solid players in that. Like Chris Middleton is a solid player. He's feast or famine, but when he's when he's on, he is. Like the Bucks, the, the Hawks know. When Chris Middleton thought oh, he scored yeah. 20 points in a quarter against the Hawks in the fourth <laughs> quarter. Um, yeah, so I think the I'm answer. Sorry about is, your Hawks, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Atlanta. It's, it's yeah, let me ask a question. Is Giannis going to be he's, back? He's questionable. He's playing tonight. Oh, he is? I thought he was questionable right, for right game now. One. I think. Oh. Fantastic. That's good to see because otherwise, this. The Suns team, the only if the Hawks had beaten the Bucks, they were the only team more like, all right, everything is breaking their way more yeah, than right. the Suns. The Suns is like, okay, legitimately, every everything. team they play, their best player gets hurt <laughs> every single time. True. And then Trey stepped on the ref's foot. I mean, anytime a z- you, you lose your zero-time all-star point guard, it really hurts. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, he's got some playoff series wins. That's, uh, that's what matters. Uh, all right, let's take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, we'll, we'll wrap up the show. Because it's a short one this week, guys. It's the off season. 
Wait, what do you want to say, Ryan, before we go to the commercial? Well, we break? never answered the question. Oh, I think we thought we did. It was Jabari. Okay. okay. Well, I think, right? <laughs> except well, uh, you made you made a really interesting point in the show notes that Okoro and Oki could play for Nigeria. And if they choose to do that, then I think they have a much easier path, obviously. Because Nigeria makes the Olympics fairly often. Fairly yeah. often. I mean, they, yeah, they could. And you see uh, guys do that a lot, like Carl oh, Anthony yeah. Towns. Uh, yeah, who's the – is it Ibaka? Does he – Well, he's he from – he's from Spain. Well, he's not from Spain. He's from Congo. Okay. He play, he, but he yeah, plays okay. for Spain. Plays for Spain. Uh, there's somebody – I feel like there's some pretty famous guy that plays for another country that's not an Eastern European country. Well, Carl Anthony Towns plays for the Bahamas. Okay. Because his mom is from there. Okay. Um, and so, I, he could be an Iguodala play. He may have played for, for somebody crazy. Somebody else. I know that like Spain has had a couple of dudes who are of Congolese descent play for them. Um, I know that so just because they played professional ball in Spain, they played professional ball in Spain, or they immigrated to Spain as refugees. And then Nikola Mirotic, who is Serbian, played for Spain. And I believe it was the same reason. His family fled in the in the nineties um, from what is now Kosovo. So nope, he plays for Team USA. Iguodala does. I, uh, there's somebody he, I'm not. Yeah, it, it might right. just be a Baca I'm thinking of playing for Spain. It's uh, bizarre to see him playing for Spain because you're like, he's not Spanish. But yeah, <laughs> but yes, he his family fled. I believe the Second Congolese War, and I know that because. He missed a game in the NBA Finals against the Heat mm. when he was on the Thunder with a uh, messed up ankle. And after uh, the game, that's right. a reporter asked him if it was really hard to have to sit and miss a game or whatever. And he said, uh, my family fled the Second Congolese War. We spent two nights underneath cars to hide from bombs and snipers. We had to get on a boat and pay a guy money to, like, get across the the, uh-huh. the Strait of Gibraltar into Spain. And he's like, "I this was not the hardest thing I've I'm had. Good. Like, yeah. like <laughs> I've had to do a lot of really tough stuff before I turned eighteen. Um, this is pretty okay. Um, I got paid a million dollars to sit on this bench and not play basketball tonight. <laughs> All right, now can we take a break, Ryan? Go ahead. All right. And we're back at the 30-minute mark of this podcast. Exactly. Um, so now we get to talk about what we really want to talk about. Let's start out with the European Championships, Chief. Today was an incredible match from Italy. The, the whole Spain. term has been incredible. We haven't it really, really has been an episode been a, since. It's, it's been uh, an incredible really, – there have been some I mean, teams that are kind of boring to watch. England yeah. for the most part. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But, but there have also been teams like Italy who have just been on one for the entire yeah, tournament. They're usually really boring to watch, and they've been really fun. Uh, Spain is back, it seems, although they lost today. Uh, although they don't have a striker somehow, but yeah. everyone else is really good. Um, I mean, people from Ukraine was entertaining for. Part of the time, Czech Republic was even pretty entertaining yeah. at times. 
Um, Denmark, super boring. Um, well, Denmark was exciting because they had the guy almost die. Well, yeah. And then yeah. after that, they like scored four goals well, in back to back. And there's an argument to be made uh, now that we know he's okay, now, and he's one of the best players in the world, that they actually may have been better off without him in the. Which starting is lineup because he's one of the best players in the world. Yeah, because they because instead of catering to him, which they should, because he's their best player. Right. They had to reshape what they were doing. The Netherlands were a mess. Um, Netherlands were a mess. Belgium was very disappointing because of KDB's going with injury. Um, yeah. Because before and, he got hurt, they were looking incredible, and then he got messed up. Yeah, it, it was, and then he played on it, and so you're watching this guy who's like a gazelle hobbling around in the midfield. It was sad. But yep. today's game, yeah. Italy plays what I uh, Brian just went away. He doesn't even want to listen to this. Right yeah, now. he does. I was going to tell him about this. Italy, I, the best description I've seen of Italy this this year was they're employing like a bangers only attack, <laughs> where it's like <laughs> they're kind of boring, and all of a sudden it's like. We're only going to attack if it's going to be incredible. And so then they just – we'll kick this bad boy as far as we can down the field. One of our guys is going to run underneath it. Incredible <laughs> first touch, cross, goal. And they've been doing they've been doing that a ton. The worst thing you can do against Italy is shoot and miss because their goalie is going to just start this counterattack that is just incredible. Um, they've been fun to watch because they just – they score on massive runs. Yeah. Big crosses, big goals, bangers only. And t- today's game did not uh, did not disappoint either from either of these teams. It's uh that first uh, goal one- was exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it, it was a uh, a one one affair and went to extra time, which uh, that. There's got to be some sort of record for the number of games that have gone to penalties. I mean. I, th- I want to say three of the four quarterfinal games went to penalties. Yeah, I think um, that's right. And uh, and this was a semifinal game today, and it, it went to penalties as well. And uh, I mean, look, it, I, I know many of you listening, or probably aren't listening anymore, uh, don't don't like soccer, find it boring. But I mean, there's nothing, nothing like nothing. penalty a penalty nothing shootout. Nothing is and boring it's, about penalties. It is, the absolute worst thing to watch if you're a fan of one of the teams. It oh, is. Yeah. It is the. I mean, <laughs> most nerve-wracking, vomit-inducing thing to ever to watch if it's if it's your team participating. But if you're just a neutral, it is the best. It's like doing lines of coke off of. I, well, I don't know. I've never done cocaine. Oh, but uh, <clears throat> it is. I mean, the hardest of hard drugs, uh, stimulants. I would think uh, is, is has to be. What, what it's like because it is insane yeah like for instance this was a like already i think soccer is the most stressful sport to watch as a fan yeah, of a yeah. team because the whole game is tension release it's 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 a tantric yeah. uh, exercise but so. yet you go into penalty kicks and you're like oh my gosh regular soccer is so easy this is this is nuts i can't <laughs> i can't deal with this um the other semifinal game hasn't happened yet, but it's going to be England and Denmark. And I don't actually have a prediction for that game because it could be. I could see England winning. I could see England winning a 0-0 a, a game that goes into penalties. 
Um, I could see Denmark scoring four goals randomly. <laughs> that's been happening. But yeah, I don't have, I don't have a clue. It's gonna be that's gonna be a super exciting game. Yeah, I, I'm excited about it. Um, and I'm excited for the final. It's a, it's been a great tournament. It's been one of the maybe the best international tournament I've I've watched in a good long while that the U.S. wasn't involved in for sure. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm excited. Uh, I guess from this point on, I'm uh, pulling for England. I suppose. Although it's going to suck to lose the memes about England always thinking they're they're great and when they're actually really not. But I think I know, that's already gone. Because if they win, the, then I'm pretty sure Georgia's going to win the national championship in football. That's like <laughs> it's basically all that's left. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's pretty crazy that uh, and you can criticize Garrett Southgate for being so conservative, but man, it's worked. Um, and he's really maximized that talent that they have, which is, which has always been the problem. No one's ever been able to, to take that talent because they're always one of the most talented teams in the world always, but they can't do it when it matters. And, and now, I mean, they're, they're one game away from a final, so we'll see tomorrow. It's thrilling. That's before we move on to to, to cycling. I want to mention one more thing about Auburn football or Auburn. Breaking news while we're on the pod. Fort Payne High School rising senior Alex McPherson has committed to Auburn. Way to go, Alex. Should we try to figure out a way to NIL Alex McPherson? Oh, yeah, we could do that. I think he has to actually be on campus. So uh, we'll see. We'll see if uh, the pod could sponsor the, the kicker for the Auburn Tigers. That'd be pretty, pretty sweet. I'm sure he'll get some offers from people in Fort Payne, although. You think we could offer him um, a sponsorship on his kicking shoe? No. That's not allowed, no, is it? No, no, no. We could his, put a sticker pla- on the back of plant, his plant foot. I don't think that's I, – I bet that's not allowed. <laughs> no, they probably can't advertise things during a game. Right. Um, uh, although you could see people trying to slide them in like a, like a bag of Skittles. Oh, here's what I – we need to record a liner with all these guys. All we yeah. need is to pay them five bucks for them to say, my name is Tank Bigsby, and I don't listen to the Orange and True podcast. <laughs> and then we just play it at the beginning. That's all I want. Yes. Yeah, yeah. My name I is wonder- Malik Dunbar, and this is my favorite oh. podcast. That's what I want Malik to say, actually, in real life. So if I reach out for Malik Dunbar, I'll give him five bucks to say this. <laughs> this is Malik well, Dunbar. I, I don't think College of Bag sponsors uh, Malik. I think it's ClassicMalik.net. Yeah, yeah. This is Malik my, Dunbar of the Classic only website Malik.net. I visit is ClassicMalik.net. That's it's, all you it's my homepage. Uh, um, do people still yeah, have homepages? I'm I'm really excited because no one from Fort Payne ever uh, ever goes anywhere. And um, uh, you say his that brother, like it's not the Sox capital of the of the country, or like the country and western supergroup Alabama is not from there. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, the uh, I meant in football. As okay. Were, uh, his brother was just drafted, I believe, is the first ever kid from Fort Payne to ever be drafted uh, and taken in the NFL draft. So uh, he was the kicker at Florida last year. His uh, oldest brother uh, was the kicker at La Tech. I'm not sure what he's doing now, um, but uh, 
he's he's a long line of kickers. They like Auburn. Uh, I think they all would have come to Auburn if Auburn had offered them. So now we finally got the youngest one, and hopefully he will. The trend line will continue, and he'll be the best of the bunch. I hope so too. All right, let's talk bikes, guys. I know you didn't watch a single minute of this bike race. <laughs> I, I well, yeah, not a minute. I, I watched the highlights from the first day. Yeah, you watched, watched the highlights. Well, you, if you only watched one thing and it was a crash, you got basically the gist of the first three days of bike racing this year. Because the, this was probably the most exciting first eight days of bike racing I've ever watched in the tour. Every single day was awesome. And the first three days were somewhat awesome because you never knew when there was going to be a massive wreck that took out one of the heavy favorites. And one of the guy, that guy that I said might win the whole thing, a Slovenian named Primoz Roglic, or Rog, mm. out. Oh! Out of the tour, uh, heavily damaged himself in a bike wreck on the third day of the tour, rode the whole fourth day, and then I believe on day six said, I can't do this anymore. Um, his whole uh, body, like his whole left, right side of his body is just covered in bandages. His teammates oh. were calling him like the mummy at one point. Please, um, man. He landed this right is... on his butt on a bike wreck too. Just uh, skinned his butt up. Hey, you ain't rubbing, you ain't racing. Exactly. Um, it's been the most star-studded finish that I can think of every single stage winner save two of the nine stages that we've had so far has been one of the stars of pro cycling. Either a guy who's won the tour before, won a world championship before, won like one of the major races before. Like it's been not nobody's winning these races until like like yesterday and today. Or day before yesterday and today. Kind of some guys that no one had ever really heard of one and made big names to themselves. Um, the big story, the one that everybody's talking about, and I'm saying this, this is one of the most exciting races I've ever watched. And I know it's going to win because the guy who in yellow won the thing last year and is so incredible, no one's going to beat him yet. It's still incredibly exciting. Um, but the big, the big story of the tour this year is that I got named Mark Cavendish who has been racing for, since I started watching bike races, really, like, he, like since almost like right after the Lance era, mm. Mark Cavendish started. Um, and he is a sprinter, which means on the mountain stages, he doesn't even, he hardly finishes Does on he time. Bike or does he just run? No, he's just, he's a bad climber, Ryan, because he is heavy <laughs> for a bike rider. His power to weight ratio. Oh, is not great for a mountain. Um, but his, like, he looks like a running back in football, minus the upper body. But his legs are just massive. Um, and so on, like, the mountain stages, he almost doesn't even make the time cut. But on the sprint stages for decade, for like a decade, he has been great. But then, like, three years ago, he gets in a wreck. And it's discovered he has a was it Julian Barr? Is that what it's called? It's a terrible disease that uh, affects your muscles and stuff. Uh, and 
is it uh, Gion? Gion, yeah. The Dallas so, Cowboy had it too. But he so he discovered he has this, and he basically has to sit out for another year. Then he goes and signs with this terrible team, doesn't win any races, gets sick. Um, I think he got COVID too. Like it, it just kind of a mess. It's rough. Um, so since 2018, hasn't won a bike race, and then he won two stages, four stages of the Tour of Turkey, which is like a really low level race. Comes into the tour, is an afterthought, wins a stage. Well, now it real, people are starting to remember he's only needs three more stages to win direct to uh, tie the all time record of most stage wins in the history of the Tour de France, which is 34 by a guy named Eddie Merckx. And by that, I mean by the Michael Jordan of cycling, Eddie Merckx. And well, I thought that was Lance. No, Eddie Merckx is like a god. He's like he's more like the Babe Ruth of cycling. He's this like legendary figure that when you look at all of his numbers, you're like, was he not – was he racing alone in these? Like how is he winning every race? <laughs> Um, he famously won all of the jerseys in the Tour de France one year. So he was the best climber, best sprinter, won the all around wow. and the youngest rider, in the, one of the youngest riders in the race. Was he definitely doping or? He was caught doping, I think once in the Giro. So, so he was definitely doping. Yeah. But again, but not on the same, not on the high octane like, stuff like Lance yeah, was taking, well, but everybody yeah. was, though. he, he might've been doping with something like, you know, what we would call snow here in the United States or greenies. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, if Cav wins now, it's now it's just like two more stages. Cause he won three times already in this tour. If he wins two more stages, he will basically be the Roger Maris of pro bike racing. And he will be, wow. the, he'll have the all time tour stage wins record, which is a record. Nobody thought would ever be broken by anyone ever, ever, ever. And this dude at 36 or whatever might might do it. So everyone's rooting for him because he's come back from this Crazy. disease. He's come back from all these back all these setbacks, um, and he's on an unbelievably strong team and has a chance to do something crazy. And that and and you know what's crazy? I've uh, I've picked correctly the winner of the stage on like five stages so far. So. I am destroying my fantasy league for the tour of France right now. I was going to ask if there was fantasy for a tour. Is there anyone else in it or? Yeah. Me and about 15 guys. There you go. Hey, that's pretty, that's pretty good league, but I'm a, it's very similar to the way the fantasy soccer works where you pick a team and you got a budget. Like everyone can have the same 15 guys in your league. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like you draft them. You pick a team with a budget. uh, I think everyone uh, that hasn't played fantasy Premier League or uh, NASCAR is the same way. I believe it's that's it's more akin to uh, uh, daily fantasy where you have a budget and you can, yeah. you just have to buy what you. And the big deal got. is being able to, if you pick the correct store, you pick a guy to get double points per stage. And yeah, kind of like I think Premier League yeah, fantasy does that too. Captain, yeah, 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 yeah captain. So yeah. I've picked the right guy four times and gotten double double points on a stage yeah. winner. Are you, are you are you leading the entire uh, worldwide? No, I'm like front way fans? low. Oh. There are guys who that's, there are that's guys who are crazy. There's I'm in another league with like thousands of people, and I'm yeah in like 196th place. Well, that's that's not bad. Not bad. I'm I'm proud. Uh, of fantasy Premier League. Yeah, I just you shoot for you know top 100,000. 
yeah. is, is considered pretty good. So I'd like to win this other league than my, with my buddies. Cause I, I think that we might have a prize at the end. Maybe not. I'm so far ahead now. It's kind of a joke. <laughs> I'm like a full stage ahead of the second place. Guy. Has anyone turned you in for doping yet? No, but they've all, I keep, <laughs> no one else is talking about it anymore. They're all, I know they're all, nice. still up, they're updating their lineup still. That's that's what happens with fantasy Premier League every year. Everyone's well, I just, trying. I run away with I run away with the league and uh, and it's uh, it's no longer talked about. Everyone's trying. Like I'm seeing, they're updating their lineups, but then I'll be like, "Hey, how's everybody liking their team today?" And they're like, "Shut the heck up!" Like we know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like no one cares. You're up I by six hundred points. I try not to bring it up when and when I'm uh, doing that in fantasy. But I'm like, "Come on, guys! I want other people to play, but I don't want to bring it up because I don't want it, them to think I'm bringing it up because I'm killing everyone." Right. Uh, all right. Well, that's all I had for the premier for the uh, for the Peloton today. Oh, as you listen to this, Ryan and I will be returning to the theater for my first time. I believe your first time. Oh, in well over yeah, here. I'm so excited. I'm pumped. Fast nine? No. No. <laughs> uh, Black Widow. Oh, it's too bad. I've heard, I've heard really good things about Fast Nine. I've heard real bad things about <laughs> Fast Nine. <laughs> Although the best thing that's happened, in, look, I'm just glad. I'm glad Fast and Furious still, is still re- relevant all these years later. And this latest movie has brought about some great memes featuring uh, one Dominic Toretto and his uh, his love of family. Um, So uh, I don't have friends. I have family. (laughs) Words to live by. If that's not the most Auburn thing I've ever heard. Gosh, I know. Is Dom Toretto an Auburn man? Of course he is. (laughs) Part of the family. That's the name of this podcast, Jack. Is Dom Toretto an Auburn man? There we go. All right, everybody have a worryable weekend. You was back. <laughs>